WGNS Murfreesboro, W270AF Murfreesboro, W263AI Murfreesboro, Smyrna. The Good Neighbor Network, FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and online at WGNSRadio.com. This is a WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now your host, Scott Walker. Right now that time, 818, you're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning, today the 25th of April, and in studio with us today, we have the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Department, and Nate Williams, Park Director, is here. You literally brought everybody who's everybody. on your staff here. And I was really inspired by the intro, so it considers us newsmakers on the action line. That's right. I think I need to put that on the business card. Nothing you know? but action, right, <laughs> right, right here. Yeah. And you said you wanted to open with a acapella song. Well, you know, I was going to, Scott, but my voice got a little tickly just a second ago when we went live so maybe next time i understand i understand so So what what all is new with uh murfreesboro parks any anything big going on melinda and i was just talking we're just talking about just tons of stuff happening it's hard to even keep track if you go and look at any of our facilities that they're just you know hopping right now and it's just a testament to really the hard work that our staff puts in to come up with new and innovative programs and keep our facilities clean safe and fun so we work hard this is a fun time of year to be able to showcase all that we have to offer from outdoor uh, settings to indoor uh, our athletic facilities aquatics facilities wellness facilities i think today we'd like to focus on uh, really our cultural and historic preservation facilities we've got a couple here in town that are part of our park system that we're really thankful for that play a huge role in the history of murfreesboro and uh, bradley academy uh, museum and cultural center and then we've got cannonsburg village here well and of course bradley academy dates a, a lot of years back i mean it was one of our what first schools in rutherford county really and uh, I, I guess maybe tell us a little bit more about bradley academy von shell stembridge is here this morning uh, what how far back does bradley academy actually date good morning um so we actually date um by the brown versus board of education so the the site that i'm actually working at is the site that was opened up in 1906 and so um the facility there now the brick facility was actually opened in 1918 so over a decade and it was the first african-american schoolhouse in rutherford county and when it first opened kids were being really bussed in or or brought in from other neighboring counties like cannon county from what i understand so they were actually they had to walk in because they were not allowed to ride the school bus um but yeah so they actually three miles from north south east and west would actually um, come to this facility and when it originally opened there was a, about 150 students with only five staff wow that, that's crazy so 150 students total and then only five staff members there to oversee all these kids yes that's correct and they would actually um, one of the staff members was actually the principal so so did they have like a auditorium style learning how did how in the world do they teach kids in that kind of atmosphere they were actually um different grade levels so it was a first through 12th grade originally but then in 1928 um holloway high school was built and so they were able to it was more of a grammar school 
it's hard to imagine starting out that way here in in Rutherford County, and and it's hard to imagine from where Murfreesboro was to where we are today. The population alone is is crazy how that has changed. But but history wise, I, I mean, there is a lot of history right here locally, and uh, Bradley Academy, of course, part of that. Uh, what what are some of the more interesting stories that stand out in your mind that you've that you've heard over the years when it comes to Bradley? Well, I've heard about um, the windows. They um, Bradley Academy Museum has immaculate windows, and so I would have docents to come in and tell stories about um, during the winter months that they would have to use newspaper to actually, you know, insulate the facility. And in the summer months, they would open all the do- all the windows and doors for their air condition. So um, those are some of the stories. Um, some of the students would tell me in the winter months they would have to stop off at a actual corner store to keep keep warm as they walk to school each day. So you know, Scott, I don't want to I'm sorry to interrupt Von Shell, but something I think Von Shell can speak of is the kind of the history that we live in right now. When you go to Bradley, any given day. Uh, we have people still here that uh, went to school there. I think of Miss Margaret Davis and so many other people that you can go and actually hear it straight from the people who went to school there. And that's such a unique thing that our docents and volunteers can tell stories about when they were in class there and stuff. And it's just, I spent some time there when the City Parks and Recreation Department took it over. And it was just an amazing uh, time of education to really learn about that building and the impact it had in so many lives and for the county at large. And, and you know, just going back to those numbers, though, the, the 100 plus students with with five staff members, it's hard to even imagine how that even worked. Yes, I know with the ratio now one to 20. So, yes. Hey, and, and the neat thing about Bradley is that a lot of the history is still there on site. You, you can see pictures there. There's there's old books. Uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the history that folks can actually see there. Absolutely. We actually have a depiction of a 1947 classroom. So Myrtle Glanton Lord classroom, um, the Heritage classroom, is in um, the museum. We also have the Bradley and Holloway Education and Empowerment um, exhibit. And in on May 19th this year, 2023, we actually will be doing a ribbon cutting at 5 p.m. for our Black Stories from Murfreesboro and Rutherford County. That's one of the newest exhibits that we've been working on. It's a long time coming, about three plus years that we've been working on it with MTSU um, Public History Department and a lot of the different um, descendants of some of the family members that we're going to be telling stories now, did, did Myrtle Glanton Lord go to school there at one point, and then later she actually became a teacher, I think, at, later on in life? That is correct. So I, I didn't realize she went to school there, too, because she, she was one of those who, who was, she'd come up to the station all the time, and even up until, I don't even know how old she got, she was over 80 when she would just run up the steps here at the station, <laughs> and she would always have a story to tell, but she was always a very fascinating person and really a people person. I mean, great with talking to others. Yes. She's a legend in Murfreesboro. Uh, what she did, she volunteered with the Parks Department for years, and uh, the Myrtle uh, Glanton Lord Library is named for her in the Patterson Park Community Center. So uh, I, I've even heard stories of her doing fashion shows into her 80s. So is that right? <laughs> that is correct. She, she also led a lot of the different parades, so she would actually be one of the first um, in a swimsuit leading the way. 
<laughs> you know, I, I don't know if she ever told anybody her age, and it was always a guess whenever she would come around because she always looked a lot younger and, and acted a lot younger than what she was. But I think she was in her 90s or so when she passed away. Hundreds. She was in her She's, hundreds. Yes. Wow. Yeah, she, she was amazing for sure. And, and there's others like her here in Murfreesboro who have some of the similar stories that she's had to tell and and those stories are fascinating and uh, the the june 10th event coming up here in murfreesboro that is one of those events where people can learn more about history here locally at places like bradley academy yes um this year we'll be doing our three-day celebration so june 15th 16th and 17th um the thursday is authors night and right now we have 15 authors to confirm so these are um, different uh, community just patrons who have written books and that's local Um, they'll do meet and greets discussions book signings Um, we will have light refreshments but it's grown we we started out with um, seven authors in the different rooms but this year it'll be symposium style so we'll have all the times and dates already up on our um, web page and our Facebook page. Again, Von Schell Stanbridge with us this morning with Parks and Rec and the Bradley Academy Museum and Cultural Arts Center. And uh, uh, once more, that event is going to start on June 15th, which is a Thursday, then go all the way up till Saturday, June 17th, right? Correct, yes. And that that event on Thursday is from 5.30 until 7.30, and it's the author's night. So any authors or just people that enjoy books will have, we've partnered with quite a few um, different agencies, organizations, and we have awesome volunteers who is gonna spearhead it. So we have um, Cheryl Griffith and Jolene Radnati, who are actually the ones that's gonna be my point people for that day. And again, we have 15 authors, um, all types of books from kids books to novels. Okay, and if anybody wants to learn more, is there information posted online about this, or do you have a Facebook page about all the events going on? Yes, we have both. We actually have the city webpage, um, and then also we have our um, Facebook page, so Bradley Academy Museum and Cultural Center. Anything else you can think of that is going on that we need to talk about there at Bradley Academy? Absolutely. So we we started off with that Thursday night and then Friday, um, June 16th from 5 until 6, we have our Kaleidoscope, which is a networking mixer for small businesses and organizations. And we have um, collaborated with uh, Black Murfreesboro, Black Culture Connected, Patterson Park Community Center, and Discovery Center. So um, on this night, um, Discovery Center will be doing a parents' night out. And if you see any of our flyers or if you go onto our Facebook page, you can get that link. And if anyone would like to have a parents' night out, it's from 5 until 7. It's a small fee. Um, Also... We have, um, it's the Food Truck Fridays at Patterson Park, but in um, conjunction with it, we will have small businesses and organizations mixing, like networking and mixing, um, mingling, um, talking about their businesses, giving insight onto like small businesses and organizations. 
Again, Von Schell Stembridge with us this morning with the Bradley Academy. Going back to what we first started talking about, and that being the school, the size of the school, and the students who would come from, from many miles away just to attend school there, do... Or, or, or I know some are still alive who, who remember those days, but are there some still alive who, who went to those very early years there? I'm trying to figure out how old they would be today. Yes, so we do have a few. We have um, uh, Miss Gracie Turner. Um, she's in her um, early 90s. And then we do have Miss Margaret Davis, um, mid-80s. And so we have several more that actually, um, my grandmother, she's 85, she'll be 86 in November. And so yes, we have quite a few that still come and um, actually come in and speak and just come in and interact and engage with our community. And it, it'd be interesting to maybe record them sometime and, and get their stories on the air because their stories are, I'm sure, unlike a lot of other folks here who remember what it was like in those early days. It sounds like another great Murfreesboro Parks and Recreation and WGNS partnership. It, it that's does. Coming, right? uh, coming uh, soon. Coming soon, yeah. <laughs> you know, Von Schell talks about Juneteenth, and uh, Juneteenth is a great event. She worked so hard to make that something really special for the community. In the past two years, it's just grown and grown and grown to something really uh, just huge. Uh, and on that day, I think, or those three days, but especially on the third day, on that Saturday, it's just a, just a great event that happens outside the facility. But Von Schell uh, can talk about this more. We have daily operating hours at Bradley, too. You know, So anybody who wants to stop by, Von Schell can give more details on that. But it's a really intimate experience with the, the what we have, the displays, the exhibits at that facility. Uh, but it's open several days a week. Yes, we are open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. Okay, so folks can just, is it free just to come in and, and to learn about it, or how does that work? There's a small admission fee, adults, seniors, and then um, kids and um, students. You know, it, it's really good that we're able to preserve history here in Murfreesboro because a lot of communities, they don't have some of them don't even have museums yeah i think some of it we're we're lucky to have this facility and i think that it's still standing we can we're trying to you know do what we can to keep it and preserve it for a long time but i think back to 1907 1918 when the building was constructed that was unique uh within the country you know people and, and communities didn't build schools to that magnitude that 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 are so nice uh at that time so i think it's something that we it's on us to really keep and maintain and be able to tell that history for a long time i, I think a lot of communities they they don't have they don't have the history that we have you know because we do have a lot of history. I mean, Murfreesboro was once even the capital of Tennessee. There, there's a lot of history here for sure that you don't see in a lot of other areas. It's unique. I think Mary Beth can speak to a lot of it too, but even the Stones River National Battlefield, that's something that played a huge pivotal role in the Civil War. And, uh, you know, we I've been here my whole life, and I take it for granted that it's in our backyard, you know. But that, in combination with places like Bradley and then other places like Cannonsburg that really demonstrate what it looked like, you know, from the late 1800s to the early 1900s, it's just a, it's a treasure that we get to have. And, and uh, Cannonsburg, one of those other treasures, and uh, Mary Beth Nevels is with us this morning, and Cannonsburg Village was the location of Pioneer Days this past weekend. It was. 
was, and it was beautiful. Hey, and I, I don't know. Do you know how many attend that each year, Nate? Got an idea, I Mary Beth? Over the years, it's hard when we have big free events like this, but we're in the thousands that people that drop in and come by and uh, buy crafts and stuff like that. Yeah, it was very busy. I would. I, it's just hard to venture a guess. So that that location is excellent because people can pop in off the Greenway if they don't want to go park downtown and walk over. Mm-hmm. They can go to Old Fort Park and walk over, ride their bike over, and just enjoy a unique perspective of the historic and village. I talked to several that had walked from the square for Earth Day yeah. over to yeah. Pioneer Days. Yeah, and in fact, I I know a <laughs> lot of people walk from from the square from Earth Day to Cannonsburg for Pioneer Days, and uh, the the weather cooperated for that now come june at bradley academy it's gonna be pretty hot come june (laughs) it's gonna be beautiful it's gonna be it's gonna be nice weather but it's gonna be very warm out there what else is coming up Uh, von shell anything else yes we have our freedom day so freedom day festival it'll be june 17th it's from 10 a.m until 4 p.m and so it's just fun um, activities uh, food vendors craft vendors art music dancing reenactments um, there will be just an opportunity for the community to learn about Juneteenth. Um, we'll also have the museum open on that day, so you'll be able to experience um, the space and ask as many questions as you you like. We have over 100 vendors on that day, and then we'll have um, about 10 food trucks. So it's, it's grown, like Nate said, very, very big, and uh, we're excited about it. We're working really hard to make sure that we um, promote it as much and so um, we're, we're excited to have everybody the community backing us so is there going to be live music yes. there okay yes, there'll be live music bands um, artists will also have dance um, we'll have a few special guests that come in and um, titans cheerleaders and hopefully lightning and so we'll, we'll we're excited to have the community backing us Marshall's going to sing and dance too right no. <laughs> no. Oh, sorry. I thought that's what we were promoting as well. So all of that is coming up at Bradley Academy starting Thursday, June 15th, and then running through June 17th. And if anybody would like to get more involved in that, help sponsor it, or I guess have a booth set up, is it too late for that? It is not too late. Spaces is limited. Um, our deadline is May the 17th. And so um, if you are interested, again, we're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. We do have electronic um, digital copies of the application, um, the vendor application, and also the flyers. Okay, and if they want to learn more, just call the 615-962-8773 number? That is correct. Sounds good. Again, Von Shell Stembridge with us this morning with Parks and Rec. And we got to take a short break, and we will come back and in just a second. We'll talk more about different events going on in our community, including events going on in May at Cannonsburg and a lot more. Time right now, 837. Again, you're listening to WGNS on this Tuesday morning, today, the 25th of April. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Here at Music World and Drummer's Den, we've got the best drum and percussion brands in the world. Ludwig, Gretsch, Pearl, Yamaha, Zildjian, Meinl, DW. We've got a great lesson program for guitar, bass, drums, piano, and more. Hi, this is Dave Kivanemi. 
Give us a call, 615-893-4242 to get started. Music World in Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender, it's been extremely active out here just in the last hour or so as far as accidents. First, we're trying to clear up that uh, water main that broke earlier this morning at Whitebridge Pike and Brookhaven uh, Place. That really slowed down that traffic. Still busy coming in from the Mount Julian area as they clear up a rank 40 westbound. Uh, not too far, actually, from the county line. Uh, they have a little bit earlier. Still some rubbernecking going on. Again, as you come in from Mount Julian through that section of Davidson County, uh, 40 going westbound. It's uh, in its cleanup stages with this rank 440 westbound at IC. 65. Nash Painting services all of Middle Tennessee. Check them out online today at nashpainting.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. The Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 8.39, you're listening to WGNS again on this Tuesday morning, today the 25th of April. And now we're headed to Mary Beth Neville's to talk a little bit more about Cannonsburg Pioneer Village and to learn about different events that are coming up and uh, I believe one of those events coming up in May. We have a month of activities scheduled in May. We're going to have demonstrations Tuesday through Friday mornings. Um, So the anybody is invited they're free and open to the public uh when you come uh say every tuesday morning uh 10 to 12 we'll have crochet demonstrations uh if you want to come and just watch the demonstrations you can or maybe you have a project you're working on and you're stuck and you need a little help you can bring a project and maybe get some advice on how to continue with it or if you've got something you're working on bring it and sit with our demonstrator and sit and visit and crochet a little bit so uh-huh. the buildings that are there on site are, are some of those like original buildings from 1800s period from here in rutherford county uh yes time period yes and some are from rutherford county um but they're not original to the site brought in for the bicentennial project in 1976 so 1976 i guess that's when cannonsburg was developed yes okay and the interesting thing about that you you can see like you were talking about folks who are you know playing reenactment roles and and out there making things by hand 
Yes, yeah, so that's what we're working on in the month of May. Hopefully the weather will be a good month to sit on porches and en- enjoy these demonstrations. Um, we've got our antique auto open on Tuesday mornings. They'll have um, various volunteers and activities um, with them. Um, on Wednesdays, our blacksmiths uh, will be demonstrating from 9 until noon every Wednesday morning in May. And, of course, they're very popular demonstrations because they're so fascinating to watch and to talk to. Um, so you can come out free, open to the public, and come see all of these. And, and of course, no AC in those buildings. So you, you no. can get a kind of an idea of how it felt back then. Well, you do. And uh, last summer, we actually did the blacksmiths in June. And we oh, had wow. a really hot June. And there were a couple of uh, times that they were scheduled to be there that they just could not um, have the fires. They're, they're working with real fire. It's yeah. not fake. <laughs> so we've moved them up to May this year. And uh, hopefully it'll work out better weather-wise. And then I see a, a textile and handwork demonstration, and that's going to be uh, on a Thursday there in May. And so for that, what will folks be making? Are they making what, a um, mixture of, of things? Well, that's um, every Thursday morning we have a demonstrator, Terry Goodrich, and she does spinning and weaving, drop spindle. And so she'll be bringing some of her projects she's working on um, or materials and um, working on her projects on one of the porches. Uh, She came out last year and she has a a triangle loom she brought out and by the time she was done at the end of the month she had made a beautiful shawl. So you can come up and see her working, ask her questions. Um, You know if this is something that maybe you're fascinated with or you're interested in getting into yourself it's a good opportunity to speak to someone who knows how to do these um, handcrafts or these trades. Now, now I know because you were at Oakland's mansion for years, so you know a lot about the history here in our area and and how things, you know, used to be and how people operated. So I'm curious, did people like sit out on front porches and and make things uh, you know with a loom or or whatnot i mean was it was it really like that yes um uh, you know with the weather the front porch was um one of the best places to sit and a lot of times your house was situated facing the direction to get the best breeze uh coming through so yeah your front front porch sitting was sometimes the best place to be still one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. yeah well and you see everything going on <laughs> that's right and in today's times you can sit out there and watch traffic that's right yeah. and so we Complain have about the traffic. we that's have right. beautiful yeah. front porches at cannonsburg and we are working to utilize those porches this summer now i know folks can rent out and reserve different things there at cannonsburg like that gazebo i, I people hold weddings there and there's a chapel there on site do people still hold weddings in the old chapel yes they do all the time is there ac in that there is okay <laughs> that's, that's good yeah. <laughs> there's would so be many a little warm run into that are unassuming like and they realize you work with parks and rec and they say oh yeah i got married yeah. at cannonsburg you know so many people I, i've run into so and then you also have the mill there and I, I don't is that does that mill i don't remember is it actually working still or pulling it, water yes up? It, it can now the water wheel was running saturday and uh, it's so fun to hear it in the background and see it 
moving so you get that whole sense of smell saturday was your senses were just an overload between hearing the water wheel moving smelling the blacksmiths hearing the blacksmiths the, too yes, in and the background hearing the yeah. clanking mind so it's People really nice clogging when they're all there. Yeah, yeah yeah food food vendors out there i mean it was a mixture of everything yeah. now the uh the tractor display that's something that's been there for years and years is that something that's going to be around for years to come yes the rollins tractor shed is um uh, used all the time not only with the walk-in visitors but you know we have programs and we'll take kids back there and do scavenger hunts you know what color tractor can you find how many of them um, so we do utilize that tractor shed that was dr omri rollins passion and he was responsible for getting all of those tractors and it's fascinating the people that will come and look at them and say you know i spent hours and hours on this as a you know a teenager you know work in the fields what's always uh, interesting to me is that we have a porsche tractor in there uh, I, I i'm sure that. you've seen yeah. that too but it's always it's always fascinating to see yeah if you only had like a, a lamborghini tractor and i think there were some other car manufacturers that people don't realize started made, yeah they started as, tractor. as tractors yeah but yeah it, it is interesting for sure and, and then there's an old ford tractor under the other shed out there i think parks still uses yeah. that from yeah. time to time that's what we use for hay rides and stuff like that so then that was the one that was being used i guess for the hay rides this past saturday yeah i'm sure it was i'm not i wasn't there this past old, saturday but i'm old sure blue. old blue <laughs> yep so old blue is one that we use for uh, most all of our hay rides in combination with other ones you'll see brand new tractors uh, but old blue still hauling people through the barfield bash haunted hay ride and stuff like that when you when it goes to barfield do you drive it down the roadway to get to barfield park or do y'all usually haul it um i'm sure we've done both i'm not sure how they do it these days but well, i would drive it that's sounds like fun. <laughs> that's right <laughs> uh, friday's live music at cannonsburg tell us more uh, about the different bands or, or who's going to be performing we have the same two it's elaine winters and rob piercy and they're going to be here every friday morning from 10 until 12 under the gazebo or on a porch uh, doing live music they're both very talented and uh, play several instruments um and, uh, you know, Elaine, she plays uh, fiddle, but she is also a teacher of her musical instrument. Uh, Rob has also taught many different instruments. And so they communicate well, uh, explaining and talking also while they're playing. So not only, not only are they entertaining with live music, but, you know, if they have a young audience sitting around them who happen to be walking through, um, they will communicate with them and, and talk to them about what they're doing. So in the month of May, there is an event going on, what, every day every, of the week for the most part? Every Tuesday through Friday morning, uh, you can come and enjoy the demonstrations. So every Tuesday morning in May, there um, are the crochet demonstrations and the antique auto open. Every Wednesday morning are blacksmith demonstrations. Every Thursday morning are the textile handwork demonstrations and the art league will be open with demonstrations also. And then every Friday morning, live music. So okay. there's a common theme, Scott, with a lot of what we're talking about is a lot of free stuff happening. There's yes. no reason not to get out and enjoy uh, our outside spaces if you want to hike or walk or bike or even come to some of these more engaging less passive but more engaging types of programs if you want to walk down the greenway and then end up at cannonsburg for some music and stuff we'd like for you to come visit the village and linger 
you yeah. know, um, sit around on the porch, enjoy what's going on. Um, these things are planned from 10 to noon. Bring a picnic lunch, sit at the picnic table and enjoy the weather center of the shade trees. So we want you to come, but we want you to stay a little while and enjoy it. There's, there's always something to do. And what I, you know, there's no excuse, you know, you can go to murfreesboroparks.com and we've got a really interactive calendar that shows everything going on. If there's a cost associated with it, but I think people would be really surprised to see how much is actually just completely free, you know, and we we're able to do a lot of this stuff, uh, thankfully, because of our council and our city administration who really believe in the benefit of parks and recreation, what that means for our community, for the people who live in Murfreesboro, for the people who visit Murfreesboro and the economic impact it has uh, when we're able to provide such things. And there is a lot happening for sure. And the parks uh, website, like you were talking about, it's got a calendar of events with all sorts of things going on and a summer camp. That's another thing that's coming up uh and we didn't even mention that but registration for summer camp is that something folks can still do for their kids pretty much everything's full we have a few that are left open uh, but our camps fill up in the first couple of days for the most part we've got some maybe some openings or where staff opened up maybe a different section or added on some availability so you can check on murfreesboroparks.com and it'll have all the list of camps and what's available um, but a lot of those are already full and then at cannonsburg do, do we leave anything out mary beth we just want you to come and enjoy and uh, uh, take part in these demonstrations. Sounds good. And then... Uh, in the world's largest cedar bucket. Of the, course. Oh, the, I forgot about that. Yes. you got to see the world's largest cedar bucket. you got to come take your picture in front of it. Now, the original cedar bucket was, was caught on fire and burned. But this one, I, the one that you have there now, it, it was built with, what, the remnants of the one that was original, so right? So it was yes. reconstructed in tw- uh, 2011. And it was used all the hardware from the original bucket. So it, it's a big bucket too. It's a big bucket. It, it's the it, world's I mean, largest. The world's largest. Yeah. So you hear all the stories when it visited the World's Fair and they were uh, serving beer out of it. Is what the story I've always heard. <laughs> There'd be a lot of beer. Well, the, I think is the it secret watertight? is no, it's not. So I think they mounted a little bucket inside, like a little thing. A little bucket in the world's yeah, largest bucket. In, yeah. So well, that's interesting. But don't tell anybody that. No. That's our little secret. So what? What? Which World's Fair would that have been? What, Gosh, the one that came to Tennessee, nineteen eighty four, or so, or would it be it was, way before that? I think it was before that, uh, but I don't remember the exact date. Well, that's cool. Uh, so, it, it, I guess years ago, Murphy's Bro used to be known because we had a, a cedar bucket factory here, and then we had the cedar Everglades in nearby Lebanon. So, I, I guess cedar was was the thing. That and cedar buckets. Yeah, and Mary Beth touched on it. Cannonsburg was all part of a bicentennial project in 1976 it was a national bicentennial project and at the completion uh, i think the city of murfreesboro placed third in that and ended up winning fifty thousand uh, dollars for doing something so uh, it, it, yeah it's really a fascinating place that has stood the test of time definitely and uh, again if anybody would like to learn more the park's website nate what what is that address yeah murfreesboroparks.com is our website and again you can learn about any of our facilities find contacts for any of the facilities you might be interested in uh, but i really encourage people to go to the calendar if you have a family if you're looking for something to do by yourself if you want to see what hiking trails we have i was talking with somebody else in the industry uh, from another city and you know they're pointing out and we, we recognize it too murfreesboro is unique in that we have a lot of natural spaces that are just preserved you know barfield crescent park now is 473 acres most of which is you know a network of trails and a wilderness setting so we have a lot of natural areas we're really proud of and um so yeah there's a lot to do pool season's coming up you can learn about what pass options there are to get into borough beach 
uh, and get ready for you know, it, season. it felt like summer for maybe two or three days so far this year. Uh, so I, I've, it's probably going to be a pretty hot summer, I'd say. Yeah, I, I imagine so. I think every summer's been pretty hot. So. <laughs> it's typical, you know. That's what usually happens it's, it's, during the summer, <laughs> hot weather. And again, when does Borough Beach open? The Saturday before Memorial Day. I don't know the exact date on that, but whatever the Saturday before Memorial Day is, we'll have a big celebration. And then on Memorial Day, we'll have a bigger celebration, and then we'll kick off our pool season. We're in the hiring uh, uh, season right now as well. We're hiring constantly. So if you or if you have any of your listeners that are looking for a job or have kids or grandkids looking for jobs, we're hiring. Uh, we've got some uh, professional full-time positions that are open. We also have lifeguard position, groundskeepers positions, uh, concessionaire positions, and that type of stuff. So uh, murfreesboroparks.com, you can go and then navigate to jobs from there. And, and these would be geared towards like summer jobs that last throughout well, the summer? Well, some. Right now we're in a season where we're trying to hire a lot of, you know, we have to hire about 50 lifeguards. Uh, and I'm proud of our aquatics team. They work just relentlessly to uh, get people trained, get these lifeguards trained and ready. And uh, Murfreesboro has a very fortunate record of pool safety and uh, so that that's a testament to the hard work they put into these trainings so yep lots of seasonal jobs but we also are regularly hiring for full-time professional jobs as well sounds good again nate williams with the murfreesboro parks and rec and uh, von shell I, I there's another event coming up in may at bradley academy and I, I think we left this one out but different stories the black stories from murfreesboro and rutherford county maybe we mentioned did we mention it it is may 19th um, 2023 at 4 p.m. until 6. The ribbon cutting will be at 5 p.m. So again, it is a new exhibit. Um, we've partnered with MTSU Public History Department and a lot of the families. We do have an artist spotlight. We have two artists that will be showcasing their art as well on that on that evening. Um, Ariel Chardet and Berkeley Clements. Sorry, I, I got feedback there for a second. What, what, what was the last thing you said there? We have an artist spotlight on that same night. Um, it's Ariel Chardet and Berkeley Clements. So, again, it's um, May the 19th from 4 until 6 p.m., and we will be doing the ribbon cutting at 5 p.m. All part of Bradley Academy Museum and Cultural Center. And if anybody would like to learn more, what is the website or you said the Facebook page? It'll be murfreesboroparks.com. Or you can go on our Facebook page. It's the City of Murfreesboro Bradley Academy Museum and Cultural Center. It is a mouthful, but it's, again, Bradley Academy Museum and Cultural Center. We're open Tuesday through Saturday from 10 a.m. until 4 p.m. And if you have any questions, you can always give us a call, 615-962-8773. Sounds good. And again, with us this morning, the Murfreesboro Parks and Rec Department. And as we close today, uh, going back to Nate Williams, I know the city council recently talked about a new park going out in the Blackman area. It looks like that's moving closer to reality. Yeah, it is. Uh, Mayor McFarland has really pushed us to get some things moving out there. We have a property off of Veterans Parkway. Uh, we have just selected a design firm to, to master plan that property and then begin uh, the park design. Uh, and we're working with them to get them under contract. So uh, we're moving that as quickly as we can to get some stuff happening. And then also the uh, the pump track and also the skate park. Those two yeah. things also 
Old Fort Park, that's the location. What, what's the update on that? Old Fort Park is really, uh, a lot is happening right now. So we've got the skate park and uh, pump track that have, we've completed final design. Now we're getting really to our site surveys and stuff like that to make sure we get everything correct. So uh, we're doing some cost estimates on that to make sure we stay in budget and see if we need to maybe tweak the design. Uh, but we're about to renovate the front field at Old Fort Park. Uh, that's one of the original fields uh, from Murfreesboro. So we're gonna softball re- field there yep, when you softball. come in? Yep. So that's going to be renovated. And then also uh, we got funds to renovate the original eight outdoor tennis courts that really need it. So a lot's going to be happening uh, at Old Fort Park soon. So all of that at Old Fort Park, is, is there anything else coming up that maybe we missed out on you know there's always something happening we miss out on you know a lot but uh since we've talked last we've opened up our indoor practice facility at soccer at the seagull soccer complex so uh, people can see that and it's being well utilized all the time so it's already being used then yeah you can see it from about a mile away i think so it's pretty big it's big yeah And again, if anybody would like to learn more information or maybe reserve park space for something, murfreesboroparksandrec.com? Murfreesboroparks.com. Okay, I'll uh, add an rec to and it. And something that we're doing is we're going, uh, trying to get everything that we have online, all reservations. So people can reserve pavilions. People can do a lot of uh, things online that we haven't been able to do previously. So check it out. Our staff does a great job keeping that updated and really cutting edge as much as we can to make it as uh, user-friendly as we can for the customer. Sounds great. Again, Murphy's Bro Parks and Rec with us this morning, and uh, thank you all for joining us today. Thank you, Scott. Time right now, 8.59. Stay with us. More news and information is coming up on WGNS Murphy's Bro. CBS News Special Report. President Biden is going for it. Let's finish this job. I know we can. In a video released this morning, he announced he's running for re-election. When I ran for president four years ago, I said we're in a battle for the soul of America. And we still are. The question we're facing is whether in the years ahead, we have more freedom or less freedom. More rights or fewer. 